Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Sunday, January 9th. 2021. We're here today to pay tribute to Nick Colion and uh, Nick's passing and things. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mike, for that. We welcome Josh in, in the chat room. Hey, Josh, in. it's been a year since we've seen you on the show, so welcome back. Welcome back. So um, let me introduce, again, of course, my co-host, Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you doing? No, I'm doing great today, Terry. Doing great today. Good, good. Uh, my special guest today um, it's Kevin Benford, and we are waiting on Matthew Odom to call in. Kevin was my co-host when we interviewed Nick Colleone in 2008. We were uh, attending broadcasting school at the time, and Kevin was one of the instructors. So welcome, Kevin. It's so good to hear your voice. It is good to hear your voice again, Terry, and uh, thank you for having me on again. Oh, it is my pleasure, definitely my pleasure. So what I would like to start first with is a write-up from Chris Rizik on SoulTracks.com, and he wrote, Nick Colleone has been an artist, artist, and one of the most revered musicians of the past two decades. Tonight, we say a sad goodbye to guitarist and vocalist Nick Colleone, who reportedly died in his sleep early this morning. The Chicago native began playing guitar as a preteen and by his mid-teens was known as a rising star around town. As a high schooler, he was already recording with such luminaries as Curtis Mayfield and the Staple Singers. Colleone began recording solo in the mid-90s, and by the turn of the century, he established himself as one of the brightest young stars on the jazz scene. His hit, High Flying, was the foundation of his 2003 breakout album just come on in and began a string of hit songs and popular albums such as Keeping It Cool, No Limits, Influences, and his most recent disc, Finger Painting. A commercial and critical favorite, Colignon was known for his dapper attire that made him a familiar sight at jazz cruises and festivals. He was also known for his community service in the Chicago area particularly in mentoring students at St. Lawrence K-8 through School in Elgin, Illinois. His very community work was recognized when he won the Wayman Tisdale Humanitarian Award in 2010. The sudden loss of this great artist and humanitarian is an awful way to start 2022. We will be praying for his family, even as we reflect on his great contributions. Rest in peace, Nick. This article was written on January 1st. So, as we start the new year again with another great loss um, with Nick Colleone. Yeah. Man, it's just crazy. All right, it's going to be a huge loss for the uh, for the genre as well. It's going to be a huge loss because, like 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 he wrote, you know, Nick was a fixture in all of the uh, jazz festivals from across the country. You know, from the Rehoboth Jazz Fest to the Burks Jazz Festival. You know, at most of the festivals every year, you would always see Nick at at least you know one or two of the festivals on each coast. So you you know you would you would very much so be looking forward to seeing Nick Colleone. But now it's going to be a huge loss for that for the fans. 
Definitely, yes. definitely. Yes. All right. Yeah, um, a, Aries and, and a huge hole, not to not to interrupt, but just a huge loss in, um, as a musician. You know, I know a lot of uh, I've met a lot of guitar players that were influenced by Nick, and even myself. And you know, definitely his loss is going to be felt in in many many realms. Yes, yes definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, area code four seven eight. Welcome to hey, Talking uh, we're doing well. We're doing well. So now let me – Matthew is was very instrumental in scheduling that interview in 2008, and I am forever grateful to you for that, Matthew, because that gave me the confidence to keep requesting interviews from other artists. So I appreciate you for that, and I will be forever grateful for you for that. I appreciate it, Terry. And, you know, it's just you – know, it, you know, we're all one big family in the jazz industry, so – you know, this one is really hard for me. Uh, I was a good friend with both Nick and Carol, and so when Carol passed away, I knew I knew she had got sick before she started telling everybody because she she messaged me and told me. So I knew she was sick and not doing very well, and I knew that that hit Nick pretty hard. So I reached out to Nick, talked to him one two times after that, and so last week when I found out about Nick, I just was completely just knocked off my feet. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, I, I was I was just kind of like, is this for real? And then I started seeing different artists put up tributes, and I was like, oh Lord, this is this really happened. And so, you know, as I reached out to you, Terry, you know, I just was kind of blown away. You know, I had a couple of my other broadcast buddies reach out to me and and was asking, was it true? And I said, yeah, yeah, it's true. And uh, you know, Nick was on my mind all week this week. You know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's, and it's it's kind of like when <clears throat> when Chuck Lowe passed away, it's it's hard to listen to the music and, and because you just start thinking about memories and you know I, I knew where I was at that point in my life, and you know the thing that I told someone earlier this week was it was so amazing to watch where Nick came from because we all remember when Nick was coming when he was just coming into his own as an artist and to watch him in, in such a short span. He came in uh, he, with high flying, and then after that, he just stayed high flying. He just kept going, kept going, and kept going, and kept going, and just was like, you went from, you know, a virtual unknown to now, you know, uh, one of the top premier smooth jazz artists. And to, to watch, yeah, you know, to watch that happen, and then you know, see it taken away so so quickly. It's kind of it, I told someone this week. It kind of reminded me of like what Art Porter. George Howard, these guys that are really, really good, good yeah. artists, and then you, you, it's like you, it's taken away from you. So all you got is just the music that was there, and it's, you felt like it was a lot more that was left on the table that you know, unfortunately, we'll, we'll never get to see. True, so true. Now, now I want to go back because I know, like you know, everybody mentions High Flying has Nick's, you know, breakout song, and the the CD just come on in was his breakout CD. In 2003, but you know, like they said, he Nick started way back in the early 90s. You know, his first yeah. CD was a CD well, called "It's My right? Turn." It, yeah. Well, no, it was like 93. Like, yeah. like 93, yeah. he had a CD called "It's My Turn," and you know, like it, Nick didn't really, I don't think, broke break, break out until he got with uh, the the uh, Marcus Johnson Three Keys label. Uh, he yep. got with yep. the uh, Three Keys label with Marcus Johnson, who was a keyboardist here in DC. And the DC area, he got with him, and I don't know how Marcus met him, but Nick by that time already had two CDs. But the Just Come On In CD, you know, on Marcus's Three Keys label was Nick's really breakout uh, CD. And 
that's how a lot of fans started to, started to find out about Nick because by that time he had started to get major distribution through Marcus's Three Keys label. So yeah, yeah, you know, and, and also uh, to that, I remember when when uh, when I was hitting up Bass Move Jazz and 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 Carol reached out to me. She had mentioned that she was saying that they was trying to get on with that label at that time, and so you know when it happened, it was it, like I said, it was amazing to watch him go through the progress. To see yeah. him, you know, to, to start from that and to just take off. I mean, it was, it was, it was almost unworldly. And then it just mm. seemed like album after album, he would just get better and get better and get better and get better and more refined. It's just, you know, he just started yeah. getting just like really, really good. You know, he start, he was always good, but it just seemed like he was just aging like fine wine. You know, sometimes you know mm-hmm. in this industry, we we we've all, we've all seen it. Some artists come out with albums and they peak early. And then they right. kind of tail off a little bit, but no, he was like just kept going and he kept getting better and kept getting better and yeah. kept getting better. That's so kept true. Getting better. Wow, yeah. yeah. So um, I have some clips from that first interview with Nick because Nick Colion was the first jazz artist that I interviewed on the podcast. The podcast was like a month old, and Nick didn't know me from Adam, and he agreed to do the interview, and I think on par- in part because of Matthew. Um, he agreed to do the interview, but and I will be forever grateful for that as well. And so I have some clips that I'm going to play from that interview, and I'm also going to play some music. So, Kevin, the first clip is yours, and you are asking Nick about his influences. So this is that clip. Uh, well, Nick, real quick, I wanted to talk to you about uh, about your influences and, and your and your history with the instrument, the guitar. I mean, like just reading your bio, saying how you know you had to be very versed in uh, R and B, blues, and, and heavy metal. Like, who are some of your early influences when you first picked up the axe? Well, when I first picked up the axe, uh, my biggest influence would have been West Montgomery and Kane Burrell and George Benson. Wow, that is, uh, you know, what my parents liked and. They put that on me, and that's, you know, in West Montgomery, I would say it was my biggest influence still. I also started listening to a lot of B.B. King and Albert King and all the King brothers, you know, and uh, started getting into Hendrix and Steve Vai and Van Halen and cats like that. Steve Vai, wow. So that's kind of how my style evolved is because I played, just about every genre of music except country live. I, I had the uh, opportunity to record on a country song a couple of years ago. They called me for the session. I got there and I was like, why they call me? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, you know, I went on and put some twang on it. And <laughs> the twang. There you go, right? <laughs> yeah, it for him, I guess. Can you imagine Nick Coleon doing a country song? You know, what really blew blew my mind in his answer to that question was when he mentioned, like, guys like Steve Vai and Van Halen that are more like hard rock guitarists. And, you know, and being an African-American guitarist, you know, like, I don't, like, it's rare that I hear the influence, like, kind of go out of the spectrum of, like, your jazz and your blues guys. Like, I expected him to mention, like, Montgomery and the King's brothers, you know, and those guys. But to hear these other, out, these other outside influences, him reference those, it really, it really amazed me. And then going back and listening to his work and, and, 
and hearing those influences come through his style of playing. You know, I mean, the guy mm-hmm. was definitely, you know, he, he, he opened my ears to some other cats that I normally wouldn't listen to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let me give out the phone number because we want, if you're a fan, um, an artist, if you're listening to the show right now, we welcome your phone calls to call in and share your Nick Colleon stories. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Okay, Kevin, the next clip is yours as well. Here you are asking Nick how he came to play the guitar. How did you start this partnership of you and the uh, and the fretboard and the strings? Well, you know, my stepfather played guitar and, uh, one day, you know, he left the guitar laying up against the couch, you know, and I wasn't supposed to be touching it. I was a little boy, and he came in and called me touching it, and he said, hey, you want to learn how to play the guitar? I said, I was scared, so I said, yeah. So I was going to play it every since, you know. <laughs> but once I started, you know, it, it just became a part of me, of my being, you know, so to speak, that um it became my voice and what I want to say to people, you know, and uh, about what I feel, you know, what emotions I have, my ups and downs, and I use the guitar to express that. So mm-hmm. it's been a, you know, it's been a great partnership, you know, and uh, I always say, you know, I just, I love the guitar, you know. I mean, yes, it's a piece of wood with some strings on it, but it's a, uh, there's there's an intimacy that I have with the instrument, and yeah. I love hearing the guitar. No matter who's playing it, I love it if they can play. <laughs> I like hearing right, it. Right, right. You know, so. <laughs> Man, I was listening back to that interview, and I was just cracking up. It was so much fun. And um, Nick is such a, a funny guy, but he doesn't, you know, he never thought that he was funny. He would just say what he would say, and he didn't think it was funny, but he was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he has, he had, I don't even like speaking of him in past tense, but um, he has the it factor, you know. He's yeah. charming, charismatic, he had it. And um, I think that's what resonates, uh, that's what resonated from him to to so many of us, especially those of us that were fortunate enough to spend a couple minutes or moments or however many times you were able to be in his presence. You know, the guy was that was that was definitely one of my favorite interviews, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, Kevin, do you remember the first time you saw Nick perform? Um, I want to say I caught him at one of the Las Vegas Jazz Fests here. I can't remember what year. I'm trying to remember okay. who else was on the bill, but. Um, yeah, I just remember, and then I, I literally just went more into the records and picked up the CDs and really just started listening to them a lot, and, you know, I uh, from from everything. I mean, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed the cat. It's, um, you know, definitely, it shocked me when I got your message, you know, and then I saw, like, the little blurb in the news. I was like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. kind of speechless. You know, especially when you, when we lose artists, you know, that, um, that kind of have that it factor, you know, that, that's kind of, you can't really, unspeakable, you know, what they have, you know, and you just, Mm -hmm. 
and, you, and, you, and you've been able to grow with them. You know, they've become a part of your life, the soundtrack to your life. You know, it's it's definitely shocking and hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mike, yeah. do you remember the first time you saw him perform? Yeah, I can never forget it, sir. I mean, because um, like I said, Nick was an unforgettable guy. I mean, you everybody knows the first time they ever saw Nick because the first thing that stuck out was the way he dressed. Um, I yeah. saw Nick in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, he was playing with Marcus Johnson and the uh, in Silver Spring, Maryland, uh, at the uh, new uh, city place around that area. And I saw the guy on stage. I'm like, who's this guy with this bright red suit on? I'm like, like who? Like, like who is this cat? <laughs> you know, the first the first thing you think is, well, what the hell does he have on? But like you say, but once you see him play and you hear him play, you say, okay, well, this guy can play. And you know, then you realize that you know that was a part of his ensemble because he was from Chicago. You know, and that's how I guess old old. You know, OG Chicago guys dressed, and um, you know he was a phenomenal guitar player. And like I said, and then once I saw him that first time on stage with uh, Marcus Johnson and uh, and and the guys on, on that three piece label, I started following Nick after that, and then it was just a rap. Because like I said he was just a uh, one of those guys who had that like he had that like I said that impact. He had that charm. He had the personality. You know, he it's, it's one thing for a guy to dress like that. But for a guy to have the personality to actually match the way he dressed, that's what Nick had, you know. He was that kind of uh, bright figure and uh, bright personality. And uh, he was just he was just, he was just a uh, one-of-a-kind type of dude. Mm-hmm. What about you, Matthew? Would you believe Nick, Nick didn't travel down to Georgia too often. So would you believe that I was supposed to go see him right before the pandemic hit? And the pandemic hit. He was supposed to be at the Mableton Playhouse. And so I had, I was dating young lady at the time. We had tickets to go and ask to cancel the show. So I was ticked off that they, you know, everything canceled the pandemic, ruined everything. So I didn't get a chance to see him live. And that was, that's what hurt me the most. I said, man, you know, I really want to go see Nick. I always, me and Will Down are good friends. And I always see Will when he comes into town. And Will was on that, on that show with him. And so, you know, that one never happened, and, and, you know, I was thinking to myself just recently, but probably about four months ago, I said, okay, I'll probably try to catch him in the summer if he comes. And then lo and behold, that hit like a couple of weeks later, and I was just like, you know, it's just, I, I, I am sick. I am sick. So you never, never got, got a chance to see, to see him? him? Nope. He, oh, never, he, he rarely came He rarely came down this way. And so, you know, when I saw him, when I saw him on the matter of fact, that that show had him, Boney James, and Will Downing. There was no way I was missing that. You know, that's like who's who of uh, who's who of the industry. Yeah, that's yeah, a line up there. Yeah, and, and so um, you know they, they canceled the show. Pandemic hit. Rest is history. But you know, I was I was gutted because I really wanted to go see Nick. Now we maintain our, you know, we communicate all the time. You know, he travels a lot, so I'll, you know, I hit him up on Facebook or message each other back and forth. You know, he was a tra- once he once he took off, he was rolling, so it was he was always on the go. I remember because it, it, it's funny because I remember I used to just pick up the phone and call him like Nick, what you up to, man? No, nothing bad. I'm just mm-hmm. chilling, man. You know, I'm just you know just sitting right here playing, you know, strumming a few beats, you know. And like you said, Nick was Nick was the type of guy that was real witty. And uh, he doesn't come off that way if you look at him, but when you talk, when you get to know him, he's really sexy. You know, it's funny listening to that interview because it made me think about my, about my first interview with him and just how silly it was. And he was talking about how everybody thought he was an Italian mob boss with that last with that last <laughs> name. 
<laughs> and uh, he said he would get some of the craziest look when he showed up sometime to play. <laughs> just thinking about just oh, thinking about funny. that stuff. But but uh, yeah, funny. I never got a chance to see him live because he, he you know I, I'm down here in, in Middle Georgia, and so the only way I would be able to see him if he came up to Atlanta. And so I, I never could catch him down in Jacksonville in that area, which is not too far from me. So no, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see my buddy. And I, I had all the different purposes of seeing him before the pandemic, and that I was really hurt when 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 the pandemic hit and it canceled that because yeah. I really wanted to go see him. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. All right, yeah, let's get into why, some music. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's why you would try to tell people anybody you want to see, you know, go see him while they still, you know, while you still got a chance. You know, Michael McDonald's on that list. Yeah, Michael McDonald's is the one that's on that list. I, I've been trying to get a chance to go see. And, uh, you know, I, you, know, you just got to try to go see him when you can see him. So. Now, now uh, not to get off track, but isn't McDonald uh, touring with the Doobies right now? Yeah, I think he is, but I'm, I'm not sure if they're in, a, in the Atlanta area. I know they're going to be out here for a few days in Vegas. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah, so come on down. Come on down, Matthew. <laughs> I had to make a trip out with. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, let's get into some music. The first track is High Flying from the Keeping It Cool CD.
song. Love that song. Right. Love that song. Yep. Right? Yeah. That was High Flying from Nick Coleone's Keeping It Cool CD. Um, yeah, I have a I have some favorites as well, and uh, I'm going to be playing those too. So Kevin had to leave, but I want to thank Kevin for joining us. Um, thank you. I appreciate it, and definitely will keep in touch with you. Joshin in the chat cool. room says, I miss that cool guitar so much. I know what you mean, Joshin. Yes, indeed. I know what you mean. Yes. And it's crazy so Mike, that you played that song first, too, because, you know, you mentioned that the song Half Flying was on the, um, the Keeping It Cool CD, but that was mm-hmm. also on the Just Come On In CD as well. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, that was, like I said, that was on, that, that one song was on two of Nick's CDs. So that was, uh, that was mm-hmm. one of the Nick's, um, I guess, uh, greatest hits. People know Nick from that song as well. Yes, but that was a good choice to take for the first song, Terry. I like that. Okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, Mike, um, you posted a video on Facebook with Nick and Eric, Eric Darius. Talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we were at the Birth Jazz Festival, and like I say, you know, Nick, uh, he always collabed with a couple of artists when he did combo shows and everything. And uh, him and Eric, they did a combination show at the Birth Jazz Festival that year that we went, Terry. And the, the show was just phenomenal. I, I think that his collaboration with Eric Darius in a live setting was was just one of the most uh, exciting, uh, just, you know, up-tempo type shows that a, a, a fan could see. You know, Nick had his style and Eric had his style, and, you know, they just combined to just just kill the stage. And, uh, you know, we and I interviewed them after the show and everything, and, you know, I got to joking with them. And everything I joke with Nick about the way he dressed and all that and all that, and tell him how hot they were. But uh, I mean, those two guys were just phenomenal, phenomenal um, pairing. And uh, of course, you know, Nick did a lot of shows with a lot of guys over the years. But I think the combination with him and Erg was one of the ones that I remember the most. And that interview was so fun because, like I said, I was sitting there with them, joking with them, and telling them how hot they were and everything and all that. And they were just in there, you know, joking back with me. And again, he, he just had that 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 that, that personality. You know, it's like Nick never met a stranger. You know, everybody was was a friend of Nick. Everybody was really cool. He was always so down to earth, and you know, he's so easy to talk to. You know, and uh, and everything. Yeah. But like I said, that's what I most remember about that. You know, was the combination of him and Eric and how they tore the stage up. And I'm just sitting there. I was just in awe of the uh, performance that they gave that day. And I just was just remarking to them during that whole little interview that I did with them about how good they were. Yes, yeah, so that was a nice little video. I enjoyed that. All right, the next clip I'm going to play is of Carol calling into the interview. And Carol Ray was Nick's manager. This is Carol. This is Nick's manager. It's How good are to you? talk to all of you. I'm good. Um, I just wanted to say what a great fun thing. Now that I finally got in, this is very cool. Oh. <laughs> and um, I'd really love for Carrie to talk a little bit about the fan club. If she hasn't already, I might have missed that. Oh, yes, she did. Hey, Carol, about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I have no to tell you that uh, we just finished a gig at Colton's Point, Maryland, and we had the most incredible fan club meeting. Carrie is able to marshal the troops long distance, and we had over 20 people in a little red schoolhouse sitting at little kid chairs and Nick at the teacher's desk. It was at a historical museum, <laughs> and it was the best meeting, Carrie. You'd have, you'd have just loved it. I was there in spirit, Carol. You always are. Oh, I miss her. I miss her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she was such a sweetheart, man. She was such Yeah, she really was. She really was. 
Yeah, Curl. Curl. I, Curl was. Uh, she was so nice. I mean, she was. She she had a personality as well, you know. So her and Nick, they really, you know, blended very well with uh, the the way they were. They they were they were people people persons, you know. They were, yeah. you know, they could mm-hmm. talk to anybody, and and they were just so nice and so humble, you know. And I really miss her as well. So yeah. Mike, remember when we interviewed her and she told us how um, she did not want Nick to be overexposed, so she wouldn't let yeah. him play on every gig. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, and, and right because Nick was, a, I guess, a player in Chicago, and you know anybody that's half local artists in the area know that a lot of the local artists will play, you know, every weekend somewhere. And Carol had mentioned to us that she wouldn't let Nick do that, and you know, oversaturate yourself and play at these bars and these taverns in Chicago every week. Mm-hmm. You know, and she would kind of space it out. And Nick was like, "Hell, shit, I'm, I need some damn money." <laughs> but Carol said they they uh, they, uh, they they, uh, they uh, stuck to the plan, and you know the plan worked. You know the plan their 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 plan worked, and like I said, and, and Nick you know became a major uh, smooth jazz star and everything. And I I think a lot of the credit does go to Carol, you know, and for uh, you know for her management skills and for you know her 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 plan that that she had for Nick. It, it actually worked. It really worked. And like I said, I, and I, and I know that Nick was grateful to her for that as well. So, yeah. She was his biggest cheerleader. That was one of the, yeah. the main things that I took away from their relationship is that she was just so happy to watch uh, Nick succeed. Even even when she was on her sick bed, I, you know, she was more concerned about making sure he was, was good to go. And, uh, you know, it really spoke highly to her. That he he pretty much dedicated his I think album right after that if I'm not mistaken I think he even had a track named after Carol on there if I'm not if I'm not mistaken if I can remember but I know I know he I uh, think I, I know he did I know he did for a fact he dedicated that second that album that third album I believe for, uh, to her I believe the song was when you love somebody I think it's yeah. that song that yeah. was dedicated to her and that's another favorite of mine as well I remember seeing Nick at the um, the um, the free jazz festival here, the city not the city of lights but what the government center puts on every um, year, and it's a free event. And I remember watching Nick and Carol because Carol was sitting in the front row, in the audience, and I remember watching them, kind of Carol was kind of cueing him on stage, and um, you know he would he would look at her and she would I guess cue him to do whatever and I'm not sure what they that language was between them, but it was really nice to see that type of interaction between an artist and their manager. Um, and like you said, yeah. Carol was very devoted to Nick. She took care of him. She made sure he was taken care of. And and I just miss her dearly. I remember seeing her when I went to my first um, Seabreeze concert. She was at festival. She was at the airport. I ran into her at the airport going into Florida. I believe it was in Florida. Going into Florida, and she was at the airport. And we just we, we, we met and hugged each other. And that was my first time meeting her. And it was such a, such a joy to meet her. And I was just, I miss her so much. I miss her. Yeah. All right. So next- I know during, during that clip as well, they mentioned the fan club and everything that uh, Nick had. And, you know, Nick's fan club had also grew as well, you know, from uh, the early beginning stages of the fan club. And uh, I think right now the, the president is a guy named Rusty O'Brien. He's the leader of the fan club right now. But Nick fans love him. And whenever, whenever mm-hmm. Nick played out, if Nick played in the DMV somewhere, 
I, I, I know for a fact that that fan club had at least 50 people there, at least 50 people there from Nick's fan club all the time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They really followed Nick. Yeah. They love Nick. So, yeah. Okay, the next clip, I asked Nick if he played any other instruments. I can play piano, uh, drums, bass. I can play the violin. I can play the banjo, the mandolin. Oh, my gosh. You know, I took some saxophone lessons, but I wasn't that good, so I stopped. (laughs) 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 And I figured there was enough of them already. Uh (laughs) Everybody I know got a saxophone case. Got enough of them jokers running around, so I'm with what I'm doing. <laughs> Nick was always talking about how many there were too many saxophonists on stage. <laughs> hey, 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 Terry, I can relate to it, you know, being a photographer. It's the same thing. I see it all the time. <laughs> when he talks about those saxophones, you see a new saxophone every week, look like it. Yes, indeed. Oh, my God. Uh, I actually have a clip of him talking about the too many sax players. Here it is. Um, you were talking about the many saxophone players that were on the stage. Were there just as many on this year's cruise? Yeah. Which, uh, they kind of cool the sax players out a little bit. This time we had a lot of guitar players. So. Ah, uh-huh. that, that sounds like my speed there. Can, you know, well, Kevin, you know, we kind of... Got a lot of guitar players. I'm trying to get rid of some of them now. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was so good. All right, the next song I'm going to play is uh, one of my favorites from Nick, Nick, and that is the When You Love Somebody. And uh, we were talking about just a few minutes ago, Matthew, I think this is the one that was dedicated to Carol. And this is from the Influences CD.
one of my favorite Nicoleon songs, mm-hmm. When You Love Somebody from Influence, this CD. Love that. So Joshin in the chat room wrote, I still can't believe I missed Nick by one day only. In 2011, he played at the festival in Austria, and I came to see Brian Culberson and Neils, but sadly had to leave after the first day already. I even saw Carol and Nick walking around the venue, but I missed his show on the next day. This year, he was supposed to play at the Mallorca Festival. Um, Sorry, but you missed that show. Yeah, man. Crazy, crazy. Okay, so the next clip, I um, asked Nick, I was describing what Nick was wearing on the No Limits and the Keeping It Cool CD. So here's that conversation. And this led into the infamous pink suit that he wore on stage. I want to describe what you're wearing on the No Limits CD. Nick is wearing on the front a light blue suit uh, with a white shirt, a blue and white tie, and his signature hat with a black band. And on the back is a white suit with a black and white checkered tie and a black shirt, a white hat with a black band. Now, on the Keeping It Cool CD, he has on this beautiful red jacket, and red is my favorite color, and I love this color. Um, He's wearing black pants and a black uh, shirt and a red hat with a black band. Now, I can't see your feet, so are you wearing matching? (laughs) (laughs) Nick, i got to get a bib over here for him, Nick. (laughs) I can't see your feet. Are you wearing matching shoes and socks? Well, on the Keeping the Cool album, I had on black pants, I had on black shoes. But on the um, new album, No Limits, with the blue suit, I had on blue shoes and blue socks. And with the white suit, I had on black and white shoes and black and white socks. Okay. So, Nick, is, he looks good. I'm telling you guys, he looks good in this Stacey Adams clothing. He is not afraid to wear color. And so, uh, speaking of color, um, I understand that you wore a pink on one of the cruises? The first cruise, I wore a pink suit. And it even, like, my band was even like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> my bass player, he had saw it when I first got it. And he was like, he looked. I said, you got to check this out, Dave. And I pulled it out, and he's like, yeah. Then I pulled out the pink shoes. He's like, only you. And I said, <laughs> But he had no idea what I was going to wear because I had it about four months before the cruise. And then, so they didn't know what I was wearing on the stage. They were on the stage, and then I come walking up with this pink suit, and they just looked at me and it's like, yeah, he is here. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Barb Susan. She sent a picture, she sent me a picture of Nick in that suit with Paul Taylor, and that is on my Facebook page. That was, I heard about that pink suit. Forever, everybody was talking about that pink suit Nick wore. <laughs> that was... Yeah, so that's that... I mean, he wasn't afraid of wearing any kind of colors. I mean, he, I mean, he had on. I mean, he had. I, I think he had a, a suit for every color in the crayon box. Okay, Nick yep. had a suit for every color. I mean, I mean, the brother was not afraid to wear anything. Okay. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, sometimes I would see Nick on stage like, what the hell does he have on? But 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 I mean, but only Nick can rock it though. You know, Nick was the only guy that that can rock that that uh special color. You know, 
Yeah. And, and and not only that, not only that, but then rock pinstripes with it. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, everybody can't, yeah, can't, right. can't rock pinstripes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 And I always told Nick, every time I saw him, I would tell him that I loved the fact that he was not afraid to wear color. That man, like you said, he would rock it. He rocked those suits in that color. So um, this clip uh, led into my asking him about his endorsement with Stacey Adams. Uh, Stacey Adams sponsors you. Yes, they how, do. Okay, how did that relationship start? Well, you know, I've worn Stacey Adams clothes for years, you know. I mean, they could have, their uh, style of clothing kind of fits who I am and where I come from in Chicago. And um, so when I was with another record label, they kind of introduced me to Stacey Adams and uh, we began a relationship, and it it just evolved and evolved. Even after they changed over uh, the top people, like now the new vice president of Stacey Adams, uh, his name is Steele Davidoff. I mean, he is great. You know, I say, still, I need to do this, and I want to do this. And, he, and he'll say, well, hey, let me hook some things up for you. You tell me what you like, you know, and so... Now he has kind of a sense of what I like to wear, and he'll send me some stuff, and and if I like it, I'm going to put it on. I said, well, you know, hey, I like this; it's cool, but I want to do something a little different, you know. And I, you know, and I go and I pick out stuff, and they send it, and I try to wear it to the best of my ability, <laughs> you know. <I> just, <laughs> well, you wear it very well. <laughs> I you know. I, I just think that. um you know, people deserve for artists to look the best that they can look. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they expect you to play, you know, from the heart, you know, and be the best there. But I feel, I'm, me, for me personally, I feel that the audience deserves that from me to be the best that I can be as a musician, the best that I can look, you know, because my mother always said, people see you before they hear you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to try to grab some attention anywhere you can. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm still trying to climb the ladder, so I want to look as good as I could possibly look, you know. So, and people, you know, they they seem to really like that, you know, that I'll take the time to dress for them. And you know, I always say, you know, if they want to see construction workers, they go to a construction site, not to a you know jazz show, you know. Right, right. I definitely remember the Stacey Adams. Uh, the the cat that put me up on the Stacey Adams was Morris Day in the Time. Mm. You know, always talking about the Stacey Adams. I I believe they even like mentioned Stacey Adams as a member of their group in one of their <laughs> album lines. <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yes, he was a clean man. Yes, definitely best dressed man in smooth jazz. All right, so the next uh, track I'm going to play, Mike, is Willows in the Wind, and this is from the Arrival CD, and this is one of your favorites? Yes, this is one of my favorite Nick tunes and everything. Like I said, this is from one of Nick's uh, first two CDs, and, and, you know, I think that a lot of fans know Nick from his, his Just Come On In CD from 2003, but a lot of people don't know that Nick, like, again, Nick, Nick had CDs that were out in the mid-'90s. And uh, the mm-hmm. first two, like they were, were very good CDs. Uh, they're hard to find, then, of course. But if you can find them, they're definitely, you know, something that you can keep a keepsake now. 
But uh, you got to find it because it's, it's hard to find them. But that, um, it's my turn city and the arrival city has some very, very good cuts on it. And this Willows in the Wind is one of my favorites. So, yeah.
Matthew, I understand that you have to leave. Yeah, I'm going to get ready to scoot out of here. Uh, I okay. I want to say thank you for it, – it's good that, for the band to be back together, but, uh, you know, not under these conditions, but, you know, it's good to, yeah. to, to chat with everybody, man, and, you know, to remember how awesome Nick Coleon was, man. It's, this is a rough one, man. This is this is extremely yeah. rough one for me. And, um, yeah. I mean, he was, he was one hell of an artist. And, uh, you know, I, I just was, you know, grateful that we was able to form a, a friendship and, you know, we, our friendship all is intertwined. And so, you know, it was just, uh, you know, I was more than honored when you reached out to me and asked me would I come on. I was absolutely, absolutely, you know. And it's just amazing how, well, how quick time it. flies, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate you, Matthew, for calling in. And, again, thank you. Thank you, thank you for your um, assistance in helping get Nick scheduled for that interview in 2008. I will be forever grateful to you. So I appreciate you. I love you, and thank you for that. Likewise, likewise. And you and Mike, you take care. And and, and uh, you too, man. like I said, if you, you ever man. need, if if you ever need anything, man, y'all know where to find me. Thank you, Matt. Stay safe. All right, have and a you have a good day. Love you. Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. My last clip um, is of me telling Nick how fine I thought David, his basis at the time, Dave Hildebrand is. And uh, <laughs> Nick was so funny with this. <laughs> Here it is. You mentioned Dave uh, earlier, and uh, I just can I just say that he is fine? Can I Can I just say that? Right. I think Dave is girl. very handsome. Oh, man. I, if, see, he'll be asking me for more money for that. <laughs> <laughs> Starting trouble, huh, Nick? He looks all right. He looks all right. Nick said he looks all right. I met David. Yep. Dave, we were on the cruise. And we were passing each other on the stairs, and I just had to stop him and tell him I thought he was handsome. And I, what I really wanted to tell him was, he's fine. I I really wanted to say, you fine, but I just cool, and I said, I think you are very handsome. And he said, thank you, and we just went our, went our way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It was good times. And you know, good times. Yes, indeed. You know, Nick was such a great artist, you know, and I didn't realize that Nick had um, – five number one singles come off of one CD. I didn't realize that, you know, and everything. I had read that, that Nick had, um, the, what, was five number one Billboard hits come off of, come off of, I don't know what CD it was, but I know it came off, off of one of his CDs and everything. But, like, he was mm-hmm. a great artist. You know what I'm saying? He, he made some great music over the years. You know, some of his collaborations was uh, very, very uh, good. You know, I, I know he had, I remember he had a song where he sung a, a, a duet with Mesa. I'm like, okay, I'm like, Nick's, Nick's singing now. I'm like, I'm like wow, but, but it came off good. You know, I'm thinking, okay, Nick's singing with Mesa. You know, Mesa has that, you know, that that voice. I'm like, well, well, how's this going to work with Nick? But it turned out great. Nick sounded great on that on that tune. I mean, it was a great tune and everything that they uh, had to do that on. And like the Nick, Nick could do it all. So, yes, phenomenal artist. Yes. And speaking of Nick singing, I'm going to close the show with my all-time favorite song by Brooke Benton called Rainy Night in Georgia. Nick covered this song, and I absolutely love it. 
So I want to thank Joshin first for being in the chat room. Thank you, Joshin, for joining us. Um, it's good to see you after a year of being off. It's good to see you here. So thank you. Happy New Year's to you, and I hope that you and your family are doing well. My thanks to Kevin Benford and Matthew Odom for joining us as well. And, Mike, this is our last podcast. This is the final podcast. Yeah. Yes, and it's yeah. crazy. It's kind of like I said, you know, we've been done, or you've been doing this for, for 13 years. The show's been going on for 13 years uh, with this being the last show. And I, and I thought about it today, and I'm like, wow. I, I, Terry, you know, I want to thank you, like I said, for changing uh, my life in, in this genre because, you know, being on the show, being a co-host on the show enabled me to become a manager for a lot of the artists that I have represented, you know, over the years and everything as well. Because, you know, of course, we've interviewed, I mean, we've interviewed countless artists over the years. I mean, all of, from all over the world. And, um, yeah. you know, and like some of the guys would reach out back out to me and ask me, you know, could I work with them? And after that, I would, you know, and that was based on them being on the show. So I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be your co-host on this show for the past 13 years and everything. And, and, and you know, it's, 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 been, it's been a fun ride. It's been a fun ride. Like I say, you know, I agree. We've, we've, I agree. We've interviewed we I mean, I thought, but I ain't lying. So we've interviewed people from all over the world. Um, over the world. We've interviewed, uh, yes. I mean, we interviewed the one young lady, uh, Otoye. She was from Japan. And we yeah. had her, I think her drummer was her interpreter for her on that interview. Um, we've interviewed guys from, I think, Russia. Uh, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. all from Australia, from all over the world. That we had, you know, they were on different time zones. They were, it was evening time for us, but it was like midnight for those guys. You know, we, We've interviewed so many artists over the years, like I said, and, um, you know, so many memories of the show. But, uh, like I said, again, I thank you for that. And, uh, like I said, we, and, and I, and I want to say too, sorry, that I always tell you this. I'm going to say this on air. We don't get the, the credit that we deserve for really finding a lot of these artists and helping them break out into their careers. Mm -hmm. I, I, I truly I believe agree. that. Because I know that one group in particular was the Pete Project. Uh, you found those yeah. guys on, on YouTube when they did the cover of the Brian Culbertson song. And we invited them onto the show, and uh, Pete Project came onto the show and did the show. And I'm, and, and I'm not lying, sir, but what, two weeks after that, they were booked to the Seabreeze Jazz Festival. And I'm like, how the hell? Mm -hmm. I'm like, nobody knew about this group until we, we interviewed them. And uh, But the manager for Pete Project, he, he uh, hit me up, and, and he thanked us uh, personally for that, and they said that, that we were – the reason why they had got booked to the Seabreeze Sea Festival that, that year and for their uh, emergence into the uh, United States um, smooth jazz uh, scene and everything. You know, so, the, like, the, mm -hmm. we don't, we didn't get to, I don't know, we, we uh, interviewed Nicholas Cole when he first came out. He was a young guy, came out. You know, Nicholas is, is a great keyboardist and a great producer now for uh, Trippin' the Rhythms record. You know, we, 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 I mean, B.K. Jackson, I mean, all the guys over the years yes. that we've seen and, yeah. and uh, interviewed over the years and everything. I mean, you know, a lot of the young guys, especially Jasmine Gent, you know, a lot of, lot of the, young, the young artists that we've interviewed. So we've done a lot of interviews. And, like, I'm going to miss the show. I'm going to miss uh, talking to the artists. Of course, one of my favorite artists was Unam. I just love his voice. I just love Unam's voice. Mm -hmm. Like, we mm -hmm. just had so much fun over the years interviewing so many artists. And I know that the guys uh -huh. and the ladies, we're so grateful to us as well for giving them the opportunity to get their CDs, uh, you know, some exposure and get them some exposure uh, within the um, genre and everything, and, and with some new and creating some new fans for them. It has truly, truly been an honor to be able to interview these artists, um, and not just the up and coming artists, 
but the established ones like Joe Sample. Um, yes. That we, you know, and it's, it was George initially Duke? talking. George Duke. Yes, yes, George Duke, and uh, you know, uh, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? Al Jarreau. Uh, yeah. You know, when I interviewed Al Jarreau, he was really this online interview thing to him was like so new and so exciting to him that he wanted to get in touch. He wanted to do other online interviews as well. But that was a great interview with Joe Sample. So, I mean, uh, Al Jarreau. Um, I remember when we interviewed uh, Skinny Hightower. He was okay. in the military yeah. at the time in Afghanistan. Right. And I didn't know right. that. <laughs> he was on the yeah, base. He's right, right. He's in right, right. He was on the base when we talked to him. That's right. He sure was. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah. I didn't know that until afterwards. I didn't find out about that until afterwards. So, and I yeah, found I mean, Nicholas we, we, Cole we, on CD Baby. Um, he was like 16, right. 17. His debut CD was called A Journey of One. And I was on CD Baby looking for artists, and I found him there, got him on the show. And, you know, the rest is history with Nick, Nicholas Cole. So it's been right. an honor yeah. to interview these people. I'm like, because I never We've thought in the beginning that I would too. be able to. Yes, yes. Remember um, the guy, oh, shoot, I can't remember these people's names now. Um, I, I, I remember mm, he plays guitar. Clark, he was, he was was it Stanley Clark when we interviewed him and he was eating the whole damn interview? Was it was it that he one? Was he was eating the whole eating. time. No, that's not. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why is he eating? <laughs> yeah, Stanley Clark. No, was um, the whole I'm damn thinking interview. about the guy that was that played the guy that played the guitar on during the interview. Oh God, what is his name? He played the guitar in the interview. Yeah, like we've been yeah. the artist there. That's hard to remember, but I, I remember also we even went to the R and B realm too. We interviewed Howard Hewitt, and uh, we interviewed yeah. him. I think it, and he was watching a basketball game or something. He was exactly. telling, "Well, I'm, I'm I'm in the middle of watching this basketball game while I'm doing this interview <laughs> with you guys." And you're like, "But you were like, dude, you're watching the basketball game? Like, what? Like, what the world?" It was the series. It was the the championship game that yeah, he was watching. Yeah, the NBA Finals. Yeah, it was the NBA Finals. Yeah, yeah. we interviewed Howard Hewitt. Yeah, he was watching that. Finals, but, and I didn't yeah. know it was well, on. You know, I don't follow sports, so I didn't know it was on. I would have rescheduled right. it had I known. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we've had some interesting interviews with some of these major artists that they, you know, and a lot of times, you know, we reach out to artists and they would kind of uh, do some research on us before they would even accept the interview. You know. They would look at who we've interviewed and say, yeah, okay, well, well, I'll do the interview now. You know, we've had some guys that came in and wanted us, they, they actually presented us with a, a, a thing of questions they wanted us to ask them. And we're like, huh? Like, yeah. you know, yeah, because you ask yeah. these questions. Like, what in the world? But, you know, again, you know, some of these artists are, are, are just a little different, you know, than, 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 uh, than, than some of the fans think. But, but we had fun over the 13 years again. Like I said, uh, the, just the memories of, of, of the artists, like the breaking out some of these new artists. Uh, you know, some guys that, that you even told me we were going to interview that week, and I'm like, who in the world is this? And I would look them up mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, I, I like the music. I like the music. I like the instrument they play. And, and after a while, and, and I, me and you, we always talk about this story, and, and we was mentioning this interview today was about Nick. There are so many saxophones that we kind of had to kind of look for other instrumentalists <laughs> that was that was not saxophones to interview. We were like, yo, that's all yeah. we can interview on the damn saxophones. So we had yes, to find other yes. guitarists, uh, uh, flutists, trumpeters. We had to go out and reach out and find out different guys that play different instruments to keep from keep interviewing saxophonists all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. I remember the time we interviewed Brian Culberson, and his wife had given him a recipe for a martini, and Brian posted the recipe. So for that interview, I reposted that recipe, and we all made that martini, and we were drinking right. during the recipe. That was such a fun interview. I think I must have had yeah. two drinks, maybe two and a half <laughs> of those martinis. <laughs> I was lit, okay? But it yes, was so yes, much yes. fun. Brian is yeah, like, Brian what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and over the years, Terry, we, we created some relationships with a lot of the artists and everything over the years because, like I said, Brown was a good friend of the show. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, uh, Unam was a good friend of the show. Um, I know I went to the Capital Jazz Festival, and, um, you know, Najee had just got finished performing with uh, Melissa Morgan, and she comes off. He's going to sign the autograph, and he he, he stops me and say, "Mike, you know, I'm, I got a new CD coming out. Do you guys mind, uh, you know, interviewing me for a new CD?" And I'm sitting there looking at him like, well, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "All right." So you know, only we we reached out to them. That was the first time that I actually had an artist like stop me at at one of the festivals and really ask me like, "Yo, man, I got a new CD coming out. Can you guys interview me about my new CD?" And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Well, I, you know, I will tell Terry about it. We'll." We'll hook that up. And so now he was like, all right, cool. So we, we have created a lot of relationships over the years um, through this uh, show and everything that, uh, you know, we wouldn't have been able to create otherwise. You know, like I said, the show has been a huge success. But like I said, we don't get the credit that uh, we deserve. Because, like we've been doing this before a lot of uh, some of the other um, uh, online people now that are doing it. Like I said, 13 years ago, this was unheard of and everything to do with the yeah. jazz show with an uh, interview format and everything. So, yeah. 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 So Josh says, thanks, Terry and Mike, for what you have done through all the years. As I said, it's been the best infotainment show on the planet. I'm sure I cannot imagine all the work that's been done behind the scenes in your spare time. So I understand that may be too exhausting to do forever. I love the outtake section. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He also says this show makes... No, no, I, no, I was gonna say that like, 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 like we're doing now. We just went off the top, you know, went off the cuff. We, it wasn't a real. You know, I mean, we organized a lot of stuff with the information that we found out about these artists, but a lot of the stuff was just, you know, us just doing interviews and just, and just winging it and just having a good time and just, you know, going off the, going from our heart, you know. Yeah, yeah. Josh yeah. also mentioned Will Downing, and I remember when I interviewed Will Downing. Um, this was not long after his illness, and we talked about his illness and everything, and that was a really nice interview. I enjoyed that as yeah. much. Yeah, because that was the um, one where he well. did the, the, the CD with the, what was that? It was like it was like the stories or something like that, some kind of way he had it chopped up into stories or something? It was a CD where uh, he that had was it. That was before. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that so, was yeah, before because yeah, I was still in um, broadcasting school when I interviewed him. So I don't think you were – I don't think you were the co-host at the time. I think it was um, it was. But no, we interviewed a few times and everything. Yeah, I know we interviewed a few times. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, I don't think you were on the show more than once. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. But like, All we, right, we, well, we've had fun over these years, so I'm, I'm going to miss the show again. I'm going to miss the show, but you know, we may come back. I guess if we find somebody, somebody like you know Brian or somebody that wants to do it. A special show, you know. Even we interviewed Boney things. I remember we interviewed Boney for the first time. You know, that was a, a good, a mm-hmm. nice show as well. You know, like mm-hmm. the Boney agreed. Like, mm-hmm. like, like I said, we we've interviewed the the very top uh, artists in this genre. You know, I think 
I don't think there's an artist that we haven't interviewed, right? I think we interviewed everybody. We uh, Rick Braun, I think uh, we did um, Mr. Najee a few times, uh, George Duke, yeah. Al Jarreau, um Stanley Clark. Jim Peterick. We've interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've interviewed a lot of uh, lot of artists. I, I don't think – is there anybody that we haven't interviewed? I don't know. Um, I yeah, there are a we couple. Had, we had Norman Brown, right? Norman came on the show before, I think. Right? I think we interviewed Norman Brown. Did we interview Norman Brown? I, I think I so. I, okay, we interviewed him yeah. at the festival. Backstage That's right. It's at the festival. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was backstage. Yeah, was, yeah. He reminded me so much of Sammy Davis Jr. then. I'm like, <laughs> he reminded there you go. me so there you much go, of Sammy Jimmy. Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the brother smiled the whole, the whole interview. I, I mean, the brother smiled and just was smiling the whole interview. But he was he was a nice guy. Uh, we met Will that day, as well. Uh, Will yes. was a fun interview. Uh, I interviewed Layla yes. Hathaway uh, in Vogue. Um, they were at the jazz fest as well. So like 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 I said, we 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 we've been around. We've done a lot in in this genre. Like I said, met a lot of the cats, met of uh, a lot of artists, you know, uh, promoters, everything. So I'm just you know I'm just like again I'm just grateful to you for the opportunity to be. Uh, a co-host and uh, like I said, and giving me the opportunity to go out here and meet some of these guys that I wouldn't have met if it wasn't for the show. So yeah, so I thank you for that. I story. think you were, I think you were a little hesitant in the beginning when I asked you because remember you had posted a CD on. That's when you were doing your reviews, your video reviews yes, on and, Facebook. Yes, and I did a review of uh, Spur of the Moment, and I got you the interview with Spur yes. of the Moment from DC. Yeah, uh, got you uh, yeah, hooked up I, with uh, Wayne Bruce and Kevin Prince. Yeah. Right, and then after that, I asked you if you to be my co-host, and you were kind of hesitant at first, but you agreed. So I'm happy. Yeah, that you yeah, did. I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Just like, like, like I said, you know, we, you know, um, you know, and, and, and a lot of people don't know that we've only met what three times, I think, three or four times out of the 13 years mm-hmm. I've known you. I yeah. think, yeah, because we, yeah. we went to right. You came here, and then uh, we went to I think Seabreeze somewhere we were at that thing as well, or some and other we went to festival. Perth. And we went to Burks, yes. Yeah, and Burks, that's right. Burks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I want to mention the painting on the cover of Finger Painting on Nick's last CD called Finger Painting. That cover was painted by Betty Grace Minor. Um, I yes. was hoping that she would call in and talk about that, but I want to mention that because a lot of people probably do not know that she painted that. And right. that is her. Right. Minor, yeah, that's her work of art. So shout out to Betty Grace Minor for the um, finger painting cover. Um, she does a lot yeah. of paintings of artists and stuff. So that was a, that's a beautiful cover that she painted. So shout out to her. If you want to check out her artwork, her website is minors, um, minorworksofart.com. And it's M I N E R minorworksofart.com. You can check out her work there. All right, Mike, I'm going to sign off, and I want to thank all of the listeners that have tuned in over the years to listen to the show. Thank you so much. Um, thanks to all of the artists, the promoters, the the peop the the. The, the people that that do the music for the artists that send that's been sending me music over the years, thank you so much for your support of Talking Smooth Jazz. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Mike, you have a great day. And again, you I'm going to close too. the show out 
with Rainy Night in Georgia, and this is from Nick's Keeping It Cool CD. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we are so grateful to have you all as listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for supporting Talking Smooth Jazz. Have a great day, everyone. Again, this is Rainy Night in Georgia from Nick's Keeping It Cool CD. Have a great day.
Oh, 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 oh. 